quarantines and quarantettes. Welcome. Is that what you call them? Is that, is that a word? Quarantines and quarantettes. Isn't a quarantet like a group of? Well, a quartet. That'd is, be a quartet. A quarantet would be a feeble quarantine. Quarantini. I don't know if that's a word either, <laughs> but we'll go with it. I don't know. My name's Jake Atnip. In the studio with me, Andrew Rosenthal, James Cook. We're out of self-quarantine to bring you guys episode 117 of the Get Around Podcast. Sorry, we're not practicing self-isolation, but I can assure you we're like sitting about a meter away from each other in this room. So We self-isolated but put ourselves in danger to bring you this <laughs> podcast, which is also sponsored by Jimmy John's with two locations in Traverse City. Freaky you Fresh, Freaky Fast, Jimmy John's, Freaky Yeah. And you can still get stuff to go from there. You can. Yeah. Or delivery. Make sure you call ahead. I don't know, I actually got it today because they said that the restaurants and bars were closing at 3 o'clock and we had to be in here a bit early to interview our guests today, the first ever Boyne City Ramblers on the podcast, Pete Calcaterra and Max Vandra. A great interview, make sure you stick around for that. But no, I stopped in because I got there before the 3 o'clock cutoff and I was like, hook me up with a Jimmy John's sandwich I can eat after we get done podcasting because... I'm not going to be able to get dinner anywhere else tonight. It's going to be, everybody's going to be overloaded. It's going to be crazy. Fellas, you guys aren't feeling any symptoms, are you? No. No. I'm feeling plenty of not symptoms. Yet. I'm getting taken off the sports desk. Andrew's effectively getting taken off the sports desk. James is effectively not going to be doing anything for the next month. I mean, our whole lives were turned upside down <laughs> over the last uh, four or five days, just like everybody else. I got to fill, fill one page a day, man. You're literally on one page. I have no jumps. Just one page. You know, back in like the 50s, that's all newspapers were, is just one piece of paper. Yeah, these are sad times. I've Obviously, everybody used the uh, the headline March Sadness last week after the NCAA got closed, but like, not even going off the pun and the play on the brackets, this is just March Sadness at this point. My birthday passed and everything went down the drain. You, ru- you ruined it for everyone, man. Yeah. Thanks for being old. Yeah, it happens. 26 has been rough. Let me tell you guys. <laughs> no, but uh, we do have a lot to talk about today. Obviously, um, I, I'm sure a lot of you guys were or tuned in for our, uh, you know, COVID-19 coronavirus special last Thursday to kind of like break down what this means for sports, uh, what this means for us, what this means for high school athletes in the area. Um, if you didn't get a chance to kind of like hear all of that, uh, go back and listen to it. We're going to talk, obviously, about it today, but I don't want to go, like, way into detail on it. So just make sure you go back and listen to that special report. Yeah, that happened, like, hours after the MHSA said that games were not going to be played anymore. So that was literally our immediate reaction to and there's, everything there's even, going down. There's even more stuff that has happened since then, obviously, with the MHSA, like, completely suspended all practices, weightlifting, games, tryouts, anything whatsoever. And you can't even really find a gym that's open where you can practice. So there's, there's I've seen coaches and strength trainers posting online, like, workouts that don't even involve like barbells i think that's pretty cool i might do that myself i mean you're gonna have to that's what we asked a couple of our guests you'll find out later you know what their favorite at-home workout was because as of today monday at 3 p.m bars restaurants casinos gyms spas basically everywhere well the cdc did recommend any event over 50 to be like postponed or canceled but i mean but not even but not even events over 50 i'm just saying like they are actually closing down like gyms that includes my pool concert man yeah, it, yeah, yeah. All my concerts got postponed as well. Yeah, it's gonna be weird because like I don't even know if they're gonna be putting out new music in the next couple of weeks. All my all my people in EDM have already came out and they're gonna make it the best of the best. They're gonna do like live stream concerts from their living room. Well, EDM's constant, different. Yeah, but constant constant new music. They're trying to stay on top of this because 
nobody can do anything. And that, I mean, for most touring artists, that's how they make all their money. They don't make mm. their money off most new music. So if anything, maybe it's just a quarantine studio session for these musicians. That's why they're okay with stre- streaming sites because it pretty much builds up their brand. And when they go on tour, everyone knows their name. I mean, I'm interested at least from the music side. I know we're, we're sports people. We're gonna we're gonna talk about sports, but are we gonna see more small bands putting out? Or doing local garage sessions to put out more streaming music, or are we going to see like, like how is this going to affect the music industry? I just think it's going to push everything online. I mean, obviously, we're going to see the bandwidth of the internet here over the next three weeks. I can tell you that. Xbox with, Live crashed the other day. I'm, doesn't surprise me whatsoever. <laughs> like literally, can you just imagine of with people not being at work or whatever? I mean, people are already all on the internet, but can you just imagine how many people are going to be doing whatever, just sitting around on the internet? I wouldn't be surprised how much stuff crashes or whatever. Yeah, that's sl- slowdowns, whatnot. That's 100,000 people that would be at a concert on a Friday night who aren't, and they're sitting on their couch on Facebook, so the ramifications are still unknown. Yep. All, by the way, uh, all of our coronavirus stories are available for free on the Record Ego website. There is no paywall if you want to go uh, read any of those updates um, for news or sports. Anything having to do with coronavirus is not behind the paywall, so all of that is uh, 100% free. I'm going to give you guys a rundown of the show. We, we do still have content coming for you on the get around over the next few weeks. So please stay tuned, stay locked, stick with us as we lock ourselves in a room. And I just thought about that. Wouldn't it be cool if we did like a week-long quarantine podcast? If we just quarantined ourselves in here, had delivery no. food brought in, and we just like went through the ringer together? I don't know. I don't know about that. We are going to work to uh, try to get some all-region teams done here in the next couple weeks so james um, is going to do them all kind of assuming that the uh that the the season's not gonna resume and if it does you know the same people probably would be on those teams anyway so um we're looking to do those and maybe debut those on the podcast before we put them in print we'll get to this later i have a whole segment carved out for us to tell you guys exactly what to expect from us here in the future uh before we do i do want to get into the pulse i want to talk about the stuff that has already happened in the sports world the stuff that's already gone on so we can kind of get that off our docket out of the way and kind of go into this uncharted territory together. So before we get any further, let's go ahead and put our finger on the heartbeat of the sports world and get into the pulse. We only have a couple things to talk about. Uh, Obviously, winter sports getting cut off. We had the best week of high school basketball cut off right in the middle. Girls regional finals got canceled Thursday. Boys district finals got canceled on Friday. Uh, let's start off on the green, the girls' side. We had Charlevoix, Cadillac, Bel Air, and Manton and Glen Lake playing against each other for regional titles last week. I just want to do some little hypotheticals here and kind of just chat about these teams and their seasons just because it might be the last chance that we really have to see them in action. So let's start off with Charlevoix. We kind of had an interesting conversation here. You know, at least stuck the addition to bring her back or in the playoffs. Uh, they already only had a few losses on the season, and, I mean, they were ro- they've been rolling through so far. What was the potential for this team, or when they come back, do you think they'll be able to put it together? Because that gives Elise even more time to get, you know, kind of reacclimated with basketball. Yeah, potentially it gives her to be able to come back at 100%. You know, I mean, she played limited minutes in those first few games that she came back, gave them a nice boost in a limited amount of time. So if she could play the entire game with what they were able to do without her, man, that that would just be scary. I would They would seriously be one of our teams that can that can seriously make a, a long run. And I texted her on Thursday night when their game was canceled and, you know, wanted to get a comment from her because her just having come back and then this happens. And the team was on their way to Sault Ste. Marie when this happened. Uh, you know, their opponent was almost all the way to Sault Ste. Marie when they were told to turn around. She said that she was not in the right frame of mind to speak 
on this. I mean, and I, and I think a lot of athletes probably were in the same boat. I mean, they it, it's a lot to wrap your head around. Yeah, and, and you'll hear more from uh, our guests later from Boynton City. We obviously asked them about that, and I think it was good that they kind of had the weekend to kind of process this before they came into the podcast, and we were kind of able to ask them about emotions and the way that it works. So mm-hmm. make sure you stick around for that so you can kind of hear a bit uh, more from the students and their reaction of how this all went on. Andrew, I'll ask you, I mean, you saw Cadillac. You saw Cadillac play here in the playoffs, and obviously they were grinding out these games. They were finding these ways to win games, obviously what you want to see in the playoffs. What did you see out of Cadillac that you think could have got them past this regional round and even further? I feel like they were riding on the emotion from the last couple of games they played. And when I talked to their coach after the game, he barely even said a few words to me. You know, um, that's that's why we love sports because sports does that to you. And I think they were. I think with Cadillac, they were trying to use that as encouragement and motivation for them to say, "Hey, we just had an insane game the last two games last time we played. Let's make it an even more insane one this next one." So say they come back and they have the tournament, do you think that that momentum still rides or still rings true the same, even it's though it's close games, or do you think that all kind of falls away? They really do have some insane athletes in McKenna Bryan and Molly Anderson, and if they do come back, maybe, like you said with Elise, maybe they're going to be just as strong as, if not stronger, than they were to start the playoffs. Maybe they were in a little funk. Maybe that's what that's what was creating these tight games. I think that, like you said with Charlevoix, if the playoffs, if and I think when playoffs do come back, Cadillac's going to be one of the scariest teams in the state because we have seen what they're able to do when they are going at full guns blazing all right one team i know i just saw last week and i thought was gonna have a pretty uh pretty good shot at getting that regional title was bel-air they had mcvain northern michigan christian uh, on mm-hmm. the docket when they come back i don't think they'll skip a beat especially after kind of what i talked to with coach brad fisher the way that he runs that team the way that that team has the, the chemistry that they have i mean the way that community is they're just kind of open they kind of run with it and i feel like they, they won't miss a beat because i feel like every one of those girls are kind of just like already in it together i'm sure this three weeks they're kind of going to be i feel like the group chat might be like lighting up yeah. for the bel air eagles over the next couple of weeks and in three weeks maybe you lose a little bit off of your jump shot or something like that but in three weeks you're not going to miss anything off your full court press and that's where their offense comes from that results in layups so you know i don't i don't know that their offense is going to be all that impacted if we're able to play this again i think bel air should still be right where they left off i agree i agree now we have i want a big one one game of what if since this was our like local local regional final, and this is a big one. I mean, it was round three of Matt and Glen Lake. James, I know you were pretty hyped, pretty excited about this. I got to see both these teams this year. I would have liked to have seen this game. I want to make a pick, though. Who, who do we think now would have won it, and maybe if it would be the same when they come back? I, you know, I was almost in my car when the MHSAA thing came down to go to Grayling and go to this game, and because uh, I wanted to get there early because I wasn't sure how they were doing the whole process with they were where they were only going to let fifty fans in from each school and, and everything, and how how much of a process that would be, how much if there was any vetting going on and stuff like that. So I wanted to get there early, but yeah, this was a this was going to be a big game. If that game had been played Thursday. I think Glen Lake is probably your prohibitive favorite because Jaden Wilder re-sprained that ankle on Tuesday. Abby Brown was playing with the flu, um, and those are their two best players. They've got a bunch of other good players, but those two other players were a little limited. I think now they, give them, and, give them and three and weeks yeah, of recovery now, time. Now you give them three weeks of recovery time. Now that game's a lot more even. So 
if that game gets played, I mean, it, it's, I don't know if you call what I call it a toss-up or not, but it's a... It's a, it's a heck of a lot better matchup. Yeah, yeah, I th- think so. I mean, and and Wilder was still playing pretty decent on that, at an angle for, you know, JP Katona said that she's playing on one and a half legs. And Abby Brown, one time during the game when they called a timeout in the second half, she played every minute of that game, by okay, the way, with, with, the with influenza. They called a timeout. She didn't go back to the bench. She just stood at midcourt with her hands on her knees and like bent over and just, yeah, just just catching her breath. And she still scored 25 points, which was the most of anybody in that game. It was It was a crazy performance. Now, obviously, with girls' regionals as well as with boys' districts, there was a lot left to be desired from this basketball season. There was obviously way too many teams in boys' districts. We just did that whole boys' district breakdown last week. We went through everything. Way too many teams for us to kind of bring up and talk about here. But one question I want to ask for you guys was just, who were you most impressed with their play here at the end of the season and into the the district finals here? We had about, I think it was 11 teams competing, uh, or different, 11 different districts with a team in it competing for a district final. We obviously had a lot of talent up here, but who do you guys think was on the best trajectory here at the end of the season? I thought Glenn Lake put together like top to bottom one of the best seasons I've seen this year. I really was impressed with Central's 16-game run. They were going for 17 with the district final. They were It's all they've been talking about those last couple of weeks. I was there, Travis Shuba went into the locker room just like leaping in and screaming. It. Like they, they were like, oh, we finally made it to win 17. I wanted I was so looking forward to seeing them like actually get that point because it probably would have been the biggest celebration I've seen so far in Northern Michigan if they did it. And that yeah, that Glen Lake St. Francis game on what would have been last Friday had they played it, um, I think that would have been a, a pretty great game too. Both of those teams in the in the district semifinals had kind of similar games where they had a team that they got out to an early lead on and then that team made a run at them um, and then made them earn that win the rest of the way but but they responded and and both of them put it away for double digit wins and both they got a good game from a quality team I mean above 500 teams in Mancelona and Elk Rapids who credit to them were able to come back after I mean Elk Rapids was down I think it was 26 to 5 after the first quarter and got back within six points Right at the end of in that the game, like at the half. like at the beginning of the second half, yeah, they got within six one point. I mean that that's crazy. And uh, and Mancelona too. Mancelona put a nice little second quarter run on there, cut their big deficit against Glen Lake down. It'd be interesting to see how Mancelona is next year because they don't lose a whole lot from that team. No. Yeah, and now I I know that this is kind of like a you kind of answered it there because I think that might have been that Glen Lake St. Francis game for you. I'll answer first, but what is one district final game that you're really disappointed we didn't get to see? And one that I actually was interested in after last week was that Brethren Frankfurt district final. Okay. Uh, we talked about, you know, that big guy in the center. I mean, Jack's a, Jack's a big kid for Frankfurt, Jack Stefanski, but <laughs> yeah, ain't, not, ain't, uh, ain't nowhere near exactly. the size of Anthony Macaria. But I can tell you that the skill, the skill versus size difference there, I mean, Brethren beat up on a couple good teams, a lot of area teams over they the year. They were my biggest surprise in the postseason. And I think that would have been a really good game to, to see the outcome, especially with Frankfurt making a run all the way to the state finals last year. That would be a big game for Brethren to win. Yeah, that would have been huge. I mean, you know, for a, a huge win for that program, J.J. Randall and, and everything there in, in Brethren. And, and it, you know, it's a shame we don't get to see right. that game. Or, or, or maybe we don't. Maybe, hopefully. What would be the circumstances do you think that we that, that the MHSAA could put this tournament back on? Because is it because in, th- in three weeks you're going to have. I'm talking about they literally have to push like the entire world's calendar back three weeks. Yeah, because because you, otherwise you're going to make kids choose between finishing out their basketball tournament or playing baseball or softball or track or yeah. you know or whatever. The only the only way I can I see think it the thing that helps at least basketball and r- districts and regionals if they do go ahead and say hey let's make set this aside make this an exception. 
you only need the Breslin Center for two weeks. And MSU is uh, their season's over. You're not working with a college campus. To, you know, you're not working around college schedules saying, hey, "Is this going to work for us?" I think it's just more once again about being on the college campus in general when they've banned their own students from being on campus. Yeah, the optics of that is not necessarily the greatest. But so do you move it to a new, do you move a state do you do my favorite thing in high school sports is meaningful games in high school gyms? Do you move the state final to like let's say Cadillac if they were if would they host a state final in their home court? I would think you would have to hold it at a college a venue that can hold more than you know a, your typical high school gym. But just for the sake of playing the game, you know. I mean, you could still yeah, move you it. Still you still have move it to a smaller college. I mean, yeah. they did the girls' finals at Calvin College yeah, but last couple but years. There's still just logistics that you need certain size. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Certain yeah. size parking lots, all that type of stuff, like. Just a, just accommodations for even yeah you know I, four divisions worth of teams in a day is a lot of people. It would be pretty darn hard to do it at a at a high school. The only one that I could maybe think of up here would be maybe Petoskey's gym is pretty big. But even that, I don't I don't I don't think you could do it. I, I, it's got to be at a college somewhere. I don't think it can be done. But if it is done, I feel like that's the only way it's going to happen. Or settled in the playground during the summer, pick up games. While this pandemic is happening, while we are without sports. Please keep it locked on the get around. We have content still coming your way. You're still going to get to hear from us and hopefully our healthy bodies over the next month. We're going to keep bringing you stuff. As James mentioned, going to be working on all region teams uh, for basketball and for wrestling and for hockey and all the above. So make sure you keep a lookout for those over the next couple of weeks, both in print. And we'll do our best to actually announce those here on the podcast just because our print edition is quite small for now. Um, we can make sure we get everybody in, make sure we get everybody recognized here on the podcast. We're actually going to start doing that today. We're going to run through our ski all-region team after our interview with the Boyne City guys. Otherwise, besides that, to fill some stuff, I don't know if anybody remembers or how long you've been listening to the Get Around, but uh, we did do some March Madness brackets for various things back in the teens and 20s of the episodes of the Get Around. So about 100 episodes later, I think we're going to revert back to that, give everybody a little bit of their fix of March Madness who uh, wasn't able to get it, and we're going to do some move. I, I, this is just tossing it out there, but we're going to be going on Twitter and putting it open to you guys for a vote and doing either sports movies or ballpark snacks or Snack food. something along Condiments. the lines like that. That's going to be starting Stupid up stuff. over the next couple of weeks where we're just going to try and get engaged with you guys on Twitter while you're quarantined and yeah. run some of our March Madness brackets here on the Get Around, or March Sadness brackets, really. Mm-hmm. We can get you fed at Jimmy John's and then let you vote on Twitter. Yeah, like all the above. This is We need you guys to be with us on Twitter over the next month and a half, with us on Facebook, interact with us, then we'll get you fed. Speaking of getting people fed, the winner of this week's Jimmy John's Sandwiches is Michael Whitman, Sutton's Bay Jr., football, football player, basketball player, basketball player. Congratulations. Thank you for interacting with our latest episode of The Get Around on Instagram. Make sure to like us, follow us at TCRE Sports on all social platforms. One more thing just to remind you of. We are going to try to have continued athlete interviews while we are on break from school. This may get a little tricky with the coronavirus and quarantining and trying to talk kids and parents into coming and meeting us during this whole hiatus. But we are going to do our best to make sure that we still have everybody's favorite athlete interviews on the get around over the next few weeks. If not, we'll just... Tell long-form stories or something for the 20 minutes that we normally have kids on for. Other than that, uh, make sure you stay locked here with us at the Get Around. Stay locked at RecordEagle.com for coronavirus updates and all our recruit stories and such like that. Uh, we'll get into more of that more of that later, but right now we're going to dive into our interview with the Boyne City Ramblers, Pete Cagatera, and Max Vandra. 
the first ramblers to join us here at the Get Around. It was a great interview, so let's go ahead and give a listen to that now. The Get Around Podcast is excited to welcome in the first Boyne City Ramblers to ever grace the Get Around Studios. Max Vandra, Pete Calcaterra, thank you fellas so much for making the drive down on your day off of school, or the first of many days off of many, school at least. Yes. Now we uh, we got a lot to talk about today, obviously. There's been a big twist in the situation, a big wrench in your guys' uh, senior year, and uh, this, this district title run that you guys were on. Um, before we get into any of that, we always start off with our Freaky Fast Five, which is a nod door sponsor at Jimmy John's. So we're going to give you five rapid fire questions to get to know you just a little bit. Who would you let punch you directly in the face? Oh, gosh. <laughs> you want to go first? Right, um, Max, Max, who you got? We thinking just like anybody? Yeah. If you just like, I mean, you just be like, it would be sweet if I, you know, if, if if Michael Jordan punched me in the face or something. I don't know if it would be sweet, but like, who would you be okay with punching like, you in the face? Like, and you'd yeah. be like, oh. I'd have, yeah, I'd have to call, like, LeBron or something like that, because it's like, what do you do? Like, you just, you're just you just, like, amazed, like, what? Like, Mine would probably be Drake. Just someone that popular punches you in the face, you're like, I just got punched in the face by Drake. <laughs> I'd be suing someone real quick. <laughs> going, going around bragging about it. I've seen, like, those things, like, would you take a million dollars to take, like, a punch from Mike Tyson? It's like, yes, but oh, my God, that does not sound like fun. No. Alrighty, just, we'll, we'll, we'll get on topic, and you can join in our trifecta. What is your favorite quarantine activity? Oh, I like watching Netflix. Netflix. Just sitting there watching movies. Any? Oh, you're a movie person, not a show yeah. binger. Yeah. Okay. Movies. See, I'm the opposite. I've been watching Hulu, and I've been watching like a lot of like SWAT police shows. Okay. Stuff like that. No, not big video game guys. I've yeah, I've been doing a lot of that too. I'm sure that'll turn. That's pretty normal. Anyways. Madden, Madden, and Fortnite. So I'm gonna have to be playing a lot of that because <laughs> nothing else to do now. Yeah, it's it's, it's got to be crazy. You can't even go work out. Like, you yeah. know, the gyms are closed, all that type of stuff. Yeah. So, like, all right, yeah, so how about this? What's your favorite at-home workout routine? Um, we actually have a bench set in my house. So I've been, I hit, today I did bench, and we have a curl bar, and I've been doing curls, so stuff like that. So it ain't stopping. Yeah, so I, I went out and run today just in case we ever do get to play those late last games. So trying to stay in shape. I also have a weight set in my basement. So today I also did a little workout, do some core bench and stuff like that. And then my mom is a big fitness person, so we do yoga, and that always feels good. Okay. Okay, that's pretty awesome. Yep. How much do you have to fight the urge to run out of your house when you hear the ice cream truck coming? Normally I have some ice cream sitting in my freezer, so I can just get up and walk to the freezer instead of going outside. <laughs> I, for, yeah, I still get the urge to be honest with you, because it's—I mean—it doesn't happen much in my little neighborhood I live in. Um, and if you hear an ice cream truck coming around, it's pretty cool. So I always jump at the opportunity. Oddly enough, there's an ice cream truck that comes down my my road every once in a while, which is weird because there's no kids. They live on my whole block. Yeah, like none of the people have kids. Wow. <laughs> You're about to get into a fight. What comes out as your soundtrack? Something by Drake. No. No. I think. Fireworks by Katy Perry, to oh be honest. Okay. It's a weird choice, but for some reason that song just gets me going. Man, he says, this is, this is the interview. That's what this is. You guys have seen the movie, The Interview, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, you not. had to. <laughs> really? I've not. <laughs> Kim Jong-un so, yes, Yeah. That's what gets Kim Jong-un all fired up. This firework by Katy Perry. <laughs> I'm, I'm into all the boxing movies and all the soundtracks that are just playing behind them. A lot of instrumental, like okay. no no words, but just the theme songs of all those guys. Okay. really gets me going. Pete actually showed me Creed 2, and when he comes out in the big fight there at the end, just that just got me going. All right, so we'll, we'll toss in a bonus one. What's your guys' favorite sports movie? You said you're a big fighting movie guy. You guys in the same realm on that? or I'd probably have to go with Creed 2. I yeah. watched that recently, and it, I liked it a lot. 
Gosh, I'm trying to think of what it was called. It was the bench warmer, not the bench warmers one. It was the one with Adam Sandler in it. It was the football one. The longest oh. yard. Yeah, the longest yard. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know that was, was a water remake. boy. Really? Yeah, there was a, that was actually yeah, made with. Yeah, it was with, a Burt uh, Reynolds movie back yeah, in the Yeah, Burt Reynolds was the character that. Oh gosh. Uh, Adam Sandler is, but that, he was, it was made in like the late '60s, early '70s, or something like that. We used to have a van that had the little movie player in it, and that was always the go-to movie to put in. Toss it in the back. Oh like, yeah. On road trips and everything. Oh yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All right. That was the Freaky Fast Five, brought to you by our sponsors over at Jimmy John's. Now we have plenty more to talk about with these fellas. Obviously, your season has been cut short at this point. So we're going to start with, like, the elephant in the room, and we'll work our way kind of backwards from there and talk more about your season. But, I mean, you guys had a district final game scheduled for Friday against Kingsley, and I'm sure that was something that you guys were kind of looking toward. Yeah. I mean, just... Can you guys describe the emotion of what it's been like to kind of have that opportunity, at least for the moment, taken away from you and how you've reacted to it? It was crazy because one day after we won at Grayling Wednesday, we decided we were taking RSN on the road to Grayling Friday. So we stripped everything for the broadcast and put it in the trailer Thursday. And then Friday we found out that the game was at home. So we set that all back up. And then in the midst of that all, once we got done setting it up, we realized there was no game anymore he checks his phone he goes games off so yeah it was it was was tough to watch yeah going off what pete said i think it was actually thursday everything happened so fast like it was just update after update would come out finally the last update came out that they're postponing all tournaments at the time and i honestly just plugged my headphones and i walked out of the gym that what what we were doing because i didn't know what to think i didn't know what what was going to happen next and for sure i didn't want to go out like that yeah it, it was tough at the time um and then coach hall texted us and we we had a little practice that day, just we're keeping our hope alive that we're going to get our shot here. And then we had a practice then, did a little shooting, a lot of shooting drills. Friday we came together, had a little fun, played some dodgeball as a team, just trying to have fun with yeah, it all get, in the midst. Yeah, be together and yeah. just like mm-hmm. the mood a little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, that, that's got to be tough. I mean, today actually is the first day that like the all-sports ban goes into effect. I mean, you guys could have practiced a little bit over the weekend or whatever, but... I mean, what, what's the attitude of your guys' team, especially when, you know, it's kind of like unfinished business? How did you guys kind of attack this as a team? We were, especially the seniors, we were all kind of down, but realized we had to come together as seniors and as a team to keep our hopes alive that we would be able to get to finish the season the right way. And the tradition of getting a district title in Boyne is something all the seniors really look forward to, especially in their senior year. And I, I believe there's nine seniors on this team this year for us. Uh, that group of guys, we've just, me and Pete and uh, everyone else, we've been working together for so long to reach that common goal. And it's just been tough for us because as of right now, we can't do anything about that goal and it's not in our power anymore. So it's it's hard to watch, but like I said, we're all keeping it alive, hope the, the hope alive, and just moving forward together. I texted the group chat one night and just tried to keep all the emotions good and everything in check. But hopefully, we're still on the same page, um, which I believe we are. Well, maybe in the summer or something like that. If they don't play the tournament, maybe in the summer you guys could just get a lot, get together <laughs> with Kingsley and play a pickup game. And oh yeah. That'd be fun. Bring, bring the trophy. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. and if you can't do something like that, you guys got the trophy sitting in Mr. <laughs> Stefanski's office. So you can just it keep is. it. Yeah. It squatter's rights kind of thing <laughs> on, like, the district trophy. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, we wa- I walked in there that time. It was Thursday, and that the trophy was sitting right there on his desk. And it's just so hard to even look at it because you're like, it's there, but, like, we can't claim it. We can't say it's ours. And it's at least half yours, maybe. Y- yeah, you say. half of ours, maybe. 
about 50-50 right now. But not does that yeah. feels good? No, no it doesn't. No, no, no. Not. <laughs> now, uh, what, what does this do for your guys' competitive spirit? I mean, obviously, spring sports are going to be kind of up in the air here, but, I mean, especially when you're in the playoffs, I'm sure this is exactly where you guys were kind of just in the mode, in the grind, ready to go. I mean, what does it do uh, to you guys as athletes just kind of not being able to do what you love when you're kind of right in the thick of what you were doing? Uh, it was tough. It was tough for sure. There's so many emotions just flying around. You know, you're in that playoff grind and you, you're you in that mode and you're just killer mindset. But now with this break, I'm sure if we get the chance to come back, I'm sure that mindset will come back because it's a district championship, so you can't have lapses. Does it worry you at all that you guys might be like, if, if they do restart the tournament, you guys might be a little like cold or out of sync or anything like that? Do you think yeah. this might play into that? Yeah. Coach, the final message before we left on... Friday was try to do your best to go out there and keep in shape and do what you can. Even if you have a hoop in your, your front driveway, try to get shots up. Just because if we get, do get that chance to come back and they say, hey, you have one day of practice and then you're playing, like you're gonna, you're, it's not going to be the same because you've, you've been off for three weeks and you haven't been with that group of guys for three weeks. And as long as we've played together, that three-week time period is, is a long time, especially when you're not with your team. Talk a little bit, I guess, about the the Rambler Sports Network and how how kind of cool it is that, that Boyne City has something like that. I mean, it's it's unique for teams around here. Nobody else has anything like that, and it's just pretty cool. How how, how as a player, how much do you guys appreciate that? It's awesome. Just being able when we grew up, like it was in the it was its first couple of years when we were coming out of middle school of happening, and just being able to like that was like the Malik Smith time period and all them mm-hmm. and that and those football teams that would just grind people down and win games. That was fun to watch because then you you're like oh I can go home and watch it again and see what everybody else is saying about it. And when Macy Overman would break the like the touchdown record or something, it was cra- it was a good time because like our classes are. We had a class strictly for to make that highlight real, to make that hype real. And now to be able to be, I think we're both in the class this year and seeing what goes into it, it's it's a process. Everything that they do, it's a process. And it's super cool to be able to learn and you get a lot of respect for people that, that do that kind of job because it's, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of setting up and taking down. Who comes up with the, uh, the this is RSN promos that you guys do? <laughs> so we actually had a, a little meeting this year where we all came up with ideas and we pitched them to each other. And then we'd, we wrote them down on the board and then we made like a little survey for what we wanted to make. And some of the ideas, if we ever get the opportunity to make them this year, they're, they're pretty funny. I'm not going to let the secret out yet, <laughs> but they're, they're funny. It's, it'll be fun if we get to do it. So the RSN thing this year has brought so many opportunities on. And if you've been to one of our home games, you've seen the LED screen. Yeah. The Ramblertron up there, and that has just brought a whole new aspect to everything. It's just such a, because you do crowd interactions like we did our hype reel, our home against East Jordan, mm-hmm. and the production going into making that, I know Max and I can experience that firsthand, and it was just incredible making that thing, and then to see it live with all the fans in the gym was just a whole nother feeling. You got goosebumps. It was incredible. And mm-hmm. they kind of do like almost live live game replays yeah. and, like, and like like have people doing uh, yeah. there over the we over feel, the I feel speaker. bad for refing crews because <laughs> <Yeah>, <laughs> everyone else questionable <laughs> calls and they'll everyone will be pointing up to the board. Everybody and, in the mm-hmm. everybody in the gym. Um, it goes both ways too. Um, we always try to keep it fair. We always replay. Always try to replay both sides of it for both teams. That way everybody can get the the good look at it. 
And I, I, I do feel bad for the refing crews coming in, especially with the LED screen, but it's like a college experience almost because you get that, you get to see the replay or when mm-hmm. I'm sure you guys saw when Pete threw down a couple of his big dunks against Grayling, we got to watch those again and everybody in the crowd's oohing and on, which was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah how cool is it? Yeah, it was, I, was, I was there for that East Jordan game, mm-hmm. when the, the first game, and you had a dunk in that game mm-hmm. and then they replayed it right away. And, yeah. and I mean, the, the crowd went nuts when you dunked the first time and then it was even louder, I think on the replay yeah the second reactions they're just going nuts because they get to see it slowed down or the moments before it or whatever so it's just it's great it's kind of dragged that energy out for like 30 seconds as long as as we can i remember (laughs) we were in a timeout i think after that and the replay was playing and everyone just got so loud we couldn't we could barely hear coach redmond yeah (laughs) and yeah and the saint francis came home it was it was crazy we i'm trying to bring everybody closer together because i can't hear coach yeah i can barely hear him and i'm asking coach what he said and it was the just the energy that the screen brings for both both sides is amazing. It's awesome. You guys have had some pretty close games in there. That's yeah. the Francis game included. That, yeah. that have just been really tight, and I'm sure the energy inside of there, uh, oh, yeah. the wheelhouse, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure it's cranking now. When it comes to the uh, Rambler Sports Network, did you guys kind of get into that because you're athletes, or was it something that you saw that you wanted to be a part of, and it's kind of fed into your athletic careers? My dad's actually the teacher of that class, so my whole life I've been around it. I've been around like their production and stuff, and it's always something that's interested me. So I decided to take that class. I, I was thinking about taking it my junior year and just couldn't fit it into my schedule because it's a two-hour time block in the end of the day. So I, I decided to take it this year, and I, I, I love it. It's awesome. We actually did cardboard cutouts of heads for playoffs for our team for basketball. Everyone's making fun of each other. There's and goofy it's, pictures yeah, it's, of it's, everyone. It's fun. Huge cutouts. Oh, yeah. When I shaved my head in seventh grade, it was the... <laughs> oh, that was your that, that was your cutout? Oh, yeah. A bald That's Max? The, oh, yeah. The goofiest thing you've ever seen, probably. A bald baby Max? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I uh, actually had, like, the retainer in, so I had a gap between my front teeth. Oh, yeah. It oh, was they a, hit you hard. It was a look. It was a look, for <laughs> sure. I had hard. my fourth grade orthodontist picture my very first oh, orthodontist man. appointment so my teeth are all going different ways and my hair is down to here hair is down to his shoulders it's crazy it was oh yeah it was awesome oh man see i feel like those are the pictures that an opposing team would cut out and <laughs> put out in the stands to try and like distract you during free yeah just no. preemptively and yeah. they can't do it yeah yeah it gets you, know. you guys prepared for the for the worst of the worst how, how is it that you guys have not won the battle of the fans yet oh i don't know you're on your way is that the answer I, I would hope. I mean, that has, to be, that has to be a thing, man. I mean, because I've been to basketball games in there, and it is just crazy. Yeah. Just seeing some of, like, the first groups to do it, I know they were pretty upset with everything, with Battle of Fans-wise, because th- I'm not going to lie, they put their heart and soul into it. I um, mean, just the energy it takes for them to get everybody there, to get everybody cheering on the same page. I think that's one thing that makes it so special for us is because we have everybody there and we have everybody cheering. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's just a cool place to be on a Friday night or a Tuesday night whenever we play. And you guys seem to interact with your fans a lot more than than other schools too. I mean, you do when you guys do the starting lineups, you run out, you know, you do the, yeah. the handshake thing with your teammates and the yeah. other coach or whatever, and then high five everybody in the front row of the student yeah. section. Yeah, we got some good good buddies in that front. They actually rode up with us today. They're walking they're around somewhere oh, they're outside. They're out here. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. They're out there somewhere. Um, <laughs> Walking by, walking by closed stores. Yeah, yeah, they've only missed one game, so it's fun. Way in the UP, so they're always there. So, what would you guys describe the sports culture at Boynton City like? It sounds like with student section, you got the Rambler Sports Network, which I know gets broadcast through you guys quite a bit at school and everything. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's quite a bit of you know prestige in the athletic programs. But what is the athletic culture like, and how does all these things kind of feed into each other to keep it where it is? It's a respect thing in Boyne. Everybody respects everybody, and 
we're all friends, which is the biggest thing. So like when the girls' soccer last year made their big run there at the end of the year, we had coaches getting letting kids out of practice early for their from their sporting event. We had spec buses leaving school early. Um, we even tried to take an audio broadcast down to, gosh, I want to say it was like Cedar Springs or something like that, and we couldn't get it to work, but we tried everything to get it to work. And it, it's just awesome because everybody, like we respect everybody. Um, everybody's friends you're you're passing everybody in the hallway saying hi hello like it's just a big one big family I know we use the word family a lot in basketball but I like to think of like the sporting groups as a family because everybody in our school is so connected mm-hmm. considering we, we're, we're a small school have you guys seen a bigger mascot than the one that you guys have <laughs> no that was that goes along with the battle of the fans thing we they pitched that idea to my dad and brought up a bunch of ideas and he loved it and he took the bait so now we have that Captain Rowdy, eight foot tall or whatever it, like it is. It was like Globy from the Globetrotters. It's, like, yeah. well, it's got to be more than eight. Yeah, It's, it's, it's tall. Yeah. It's, it's got to be like ten. Have you guys ever been inside of that? I don't know. Oh, we, put, we put Aiden Bream inside of it. We <laughs> took yeah, it, Aiden? We, oh, yeah. We, we took <laughs> it to a middle school. The middle school has a game in the middle of the day where all the students get to like leave their class early. It's during like six hour. To go like cheer on the to middle school To go cheer kids? on the eighth yeah. graders. And we brought Captain Rowdy over there and we made Aiden get inside of it. And he oh. was running around oh, yeah. having a good time. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. See, I feel like even things like that, that kind of feeds into that that whole sports culture that I was talking about. Is you guys all go to Washington Middle School kids, give them yep. a little pat on yeah, the back yeah. and kind of say, hey, like this is, yeah. you know, we're all kind of here for you. I mean, did that happen when you guys were in middle school? Oh, did that, absolutely. Did that feed you guys into the athletic programs? Is yeah, that kind of how it all worked? That's always how it's been, you know, for Saturday football when we were in Pop Warner, the varsity would always be out doing chain gain or up in the booth doing score so we're just paying it back super cool we ref the youth tournaments in boyne whenever they come around me and pete have helped out with a few youth camps in the summer with all the kids and pete's doing a ta program right now and just all the kids walking into the gym screaming our name like we know them we're saying we're calling them by their name giving them high five fist bump all that kind of stuff it's fun so now when you, because I know, I know I've seen you, both of you guys on the RSN doing interviews or whatever. I mean, what does that feel like uh, when you see yourself on TV all, all throughout school or when you see yourself out there? I mean, how does that feel? And obviously those little kids, like you said, you, you, you just named three or four guys uh, who you watched on the Rambler Sports Network and what it was like. I mean, what do you think, what the impact do you have on the little kids that are kind of in Boyne and coming up through the programs? They're all always looking up to you because something Coach Redmond always tells us is the little kids look to you as like NBA players. Like you always got to be on your best behavior and be there for them if they need it. More than all, I think it's it's fun for us too. Just we connect with them so well throughout the year. We see them multiple times throughout the year. We actually have a practice where we bring the seventh and eighth grade team in and we we practice with them and it's fun. It's like we it's all fun for it's fun for both teams. Uh, we probably have more fun than they, they do with it, actually. And I think that's what makes it so special over in Boyne is we're all one big group. We don't consider anybody bigger or better than anyone else, and we try to include everything, everybody. And you guys seem to have a lot of fun with the whole the Rambler Sports oh, Network yeah. and all that. It's a blast. I, it's I a saw blast. something the other day where I think it was Nick Aon was referring to himself as an idiot. Oh, yeah. On there. Or where they had so something where they had a pitch. They, you guys did, like, Pictures where he was laying on the floor or something like that. Oh yeah, and then yeah. they had, and they, had, and they just said, and then somebody had written in there in, in pen like "idiot" and pointing yeah. at Nick Ayo. <laughs> so we do. It's a, a it's called a live text machine, and in our trailer, Nick Allen always runs it in the trailer, and him and Mr. Bryant, one of our commentators, um, who's also one of our science teachers, are always going at each like chirping little 
dumb things at each other. Um, and, <laughs> Nick's do, and Nick's doing it through the live text machine, and um, Mr. Bryant's doing it through his headset. So when Mr. Bryant had the chance to come back at Nick with uh, the text on the sideways scene um, with the text, uh, he definitely got his shot back at him. So, so anytime cool. you guys aren't playing in a game, yeah. you're there doing something for a oh, game. Oh, yeah. Um, so, so how much time a week do you spend at Boynton City High School? Oh gosh, a lot. I'm I'm not. I'm saying that we're. I'm probably only at home for two and a half, three hours, maybe a day. Yeah. Uh-huh. Before um, you sleep. Yeah, and that includes morning. So I'm up at for like an hour in the morning. But even during the season, I was doing first half. I'd do like the girls. I'd go in the trailer and do replay for the girls game and then i'd get out of the trailer and go get ready for my game just it's because it's fun it's a fun atmosphere to be it's a fun class to be in and it's just the group of people we have with it it's, it makes it what it is i want to talk a little bit more about your guys' season obviously like you said you guys are a se- senior laden squad this year and had quite a few close calls in the lake michigan conference obviously we talked about the st francis game i know that was a tough one for you guys there at the last second but overall what did you guys think about the trajectory of your season and where it was headed before we kind of got it chopped off because i think you guys finished 16 and 4 yeah. Is that right? right for the regular season? Yeah, yeah, right in that area. Yeah, and then, but then you obviously moved to a couple games here at District. But what was the season like for you guys in that final year, and how did you kind of feel you knocked your goals off? We knew at the beginning of the season on paper we were one of the best teams in Northern Michigan. So we knew that if we came out every night and just performed to the best of our potential, then it was going to be a good year. But that wasn't always the case. Like, we had a few lapses there. That's why we lo- took some of those losses but come March, it was a time where you couldn't have those lapses, and we were on our roll, but obviously we stopped now. You're halted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, so coming into the year, uh, we always like to pick a goal with what we're chasing, and one of the big ones was conference, conference title. And being in the dish, or in the conference we are, we had a Charlevoix, St. Francis, Elk Rapids, all good teams, all really good guard play for all those teams. And uh, like me and Pete said earlier, we play about one through five. So it's a team aspect. And uh, now when he mentioned we can't have any lapses, another goal we were pursuing was trying to get to the regional final um, and be able to play for for a regional title for Boyne and get our second one in B, which would be cool. We're always shooting for that, obviously. Hopefully we still get the chance. Here's a, here's a good one for you guys. So say that we told you you can you guys get your playoffs back, but like you have to do something. What, what lengths are you guys willing to go to get a chance to finish your playoffs in this winter sports season? Anything. Just the, the chance to finish my senior year the right way. I'd rather have it end on a tough loss than just end without getting the chance to have that loss. So I'd do pretty much anything. You'd rather feel that than nothing at all, right? Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've talked to at least two people like in the last week that are like, I'm I'm actually glad that our team lost in districts rather than to That's still be alive team. and yeah. have that happen. Now, what about you, Max? I mean, obviously it's kind of a yeah. broad, open-ended question, but I mean, what what would you do to kind of, or what, what's the emotion towards you having a chance to do this, you know, finish this season out? Yeah, I'm with Pete. I'm willing to do anything. We always talk about ending it on the right note or ending it the right way. And like he said, even if that ends with a loss, just for us to have the chance to go out there and fight for that, for the win or the loss, however it may may be, is what we're we're all hoping for. And because the feeling that we've had the past two games where we've won pushing for the district title is a feeling that can't be matched and it's it's super fun and just to have something like the news came out when you couldn't play your tournament that was super tough and super gut-wrenching for us yeah and as of now you don't know uh, yeah if you're, you're going to be able to start so there's so many mixed emotions where i could be done but i also could have the chance to play so you don't really know how to act and you're sitting at home for three weeks not yeah. shooting a ball not being with your team 
it's going to be weird if it does, if we mm-hmm. do get the chance to come back. Well, you can go back on RSN and watch your games. We, we can. Yeah, we it's, it's, it's like that if, it's usually like an if or a when, but now it's like an if and when, because yeah. you really yeah. don't know if it's yeah. going to start back up. When, if it does, mm-hmm. you know, how soon? I mean, how long would you guys be willing to wait? I mean, uh, do either of you guys play a spring sport? I was going to play baseball this year, yes. Okay. So and that, yeah, we were both planning on playing baseball. But, right. I mean, would you guys, I, I crazy, but, like, would you guys give up the entire baseball season to have a chance to, to run through the ba- the basketball playoffs, or would me vice versa? Yeah, I absolutely would. For sure. We both, this is a sport me and Pete have been playing together for so long. Um, we always, we played for exposure over here for a while when we were growing up. We played from last year. And just, a, it's, it's crazy, because one day you wake up and you can't get, you don't get to lace up the shoes again, and you don't get to be with a group of guys that you're with for four months out of the year just doing one thing or reaching a common goal and which is why I think that is so cool and it's such an awesome opportunity for us do you know exactly how many dunks you had this season do you keep track of them come on you have to have a guess don't even you have to have a guess if I could dunk I would like know (laughs) off off the top of my head I just I would would just I'm just a little too big and I can't get up that high I'm gonna say around 10 probably yeah how many did you miss I missed quite a few to be honest. I, I, I was just wondering, because I've always heard that saying, like, people don't always remember the makes they make, but they remember how many times they missed. Yeah, I think I've made more than I missed, so that's Hey, that's good. Start. That's a good one. <laughs> it's crazy just to, sorry not to chip in no. here, but it's crazy just to see his progression over the last year. Ending last year against Kalkaska, he got one down. My first wha- in-game dunk was, was one of the very last games of my junior year, and, and it, I, was, it was a squeaker. I it was, barely got it over the rim. Didn't I don't think the rim even broke. I think he just got it over the rim and, like, put it down and now he just over the summer he's flicking his toes or and he's getting above the rim and just putting it down it's, I think it's it crazy was like august that you kind of like came out to the world on twitter that you could dunk mm-hmm. i remember seeing that somebody posted a video of you on on twitter I, I don't know if it was a 360 or something windmill May, was probably the windmill yeah, yeah it was but it was way back in the beginning of the season and it i was remember seeing ball. it yeah it probably was from summer, summer ball yeah well you just started playing quarterback just a year ago too mm-hmm. i was talking to the coach there he was saying that you in, in the course of one year, progressed incredibly. We're even getting teams are looking at you for college for playing quarterback. How has that mm-hmm. progressed for you? Uh, just the opportunities that developed for me being a late bloomer. I didn't grow till like, the start of my junior year. So I grew like a foot throughout my junior year, and just the opportunities and athleticism that Brung brought to me was incredible. How, how awkward was it getting used to growing that much that soon it wasn't that awkward like my coordination was all still there because all throughout it was in the middle of football season and i was always catching and throwing balls and stuff so it's not like i lost coordination you did the baby deer legs yeah in the middle of football season he starts on the roster see he's one of those kids that they hand us the roster right and it's like five foot eight on the roster (laughs) and then they come they pull up to the seat and you they have a number on their back you're like dude this is no way this is the kid who's supposed to be in this jersey right now i was gonna say tell him what your license says you're driving how tall are you now Six five. Oh lord! <laughs> <laughs> man, that's like that's a that's a year's time. Man, yeah. we we just talked about some scenarios about where how this could this could play out and just kind of the the way that we can see it happening. Now the NBA might be postponed for a few months and pushed back. Obviously the NCAA tournaments canceled, whatever. But would you guys be willing to like give up your final summer before your college to keep on playing, or would that be something that you guys would? kind of be averse averse to when you're trying to make that transition into a new uh new life does that come with school yeah um yeah so like i said i'd be, I'd be willing to do everything uh or anything to get that last chance because high school sports are things that stick with you forever and being able to make that memory of possibly bringing home the district title possibly bringing home a regional title is something that we've been fighting for throughout the year so yeah i'd be willing yeah i agree 
Now, is there, will you guys ever pull a UCF and like oh God. claim this district title no. because it was never? No. Now no. the pride's too high. No, I can't. We can't do that. We it know once it comes playoff time, anyone can beat anyone. You see it in March Madness, a 16 beating a 1. You see it almost every year, so. You saw it. You can't. Yeah. We were. First half of our first game. two games were a little bit rough, but. I had to bring it back. Yeah. Yeah. So. Gentlemen, thank you so much for making the trip down here and breaking yourself quarantines <laughs> and locking yourselves in a eight by eight room with James and I. Uh, sounds like the best idea for this entire pandemic, but it was really great having you guys on. Fantastic to hear so much about Boyne City, especially with you guys being our first guest. So, I mean, seriously, we wish you guys so much luck in the world because as soon as you guys get back on, we get back on too. Yeah, right. so, yeah. Thank you so much for joining yeah, us. Yeah, we appreciate guys. it. Thanks for having Thanks. us. Another huge thank you to Pete and Max for joining us here at the Get Around. Always good to have people from new schools out and uh, kind of get a feel of exactly what it's like. That Rambler Sports Network is a really, really cool thing that they do. And uh, if you haven't checked it out, I know we talked about it in the interview. If you haven't checked it out, go on YouTube, go out to a Boynton City game, check out the Rambler Sports Network. Uh, it's really cool what they do out there for high school kids, especially on the video front and and play by play and such like that. And look at and check out on YouTube the uh, the this is RSN promos. That yeah, you, they're they're like they you know they take off on the ESPN this is Sports Center commercials, um, and they're they're pretty good. I watch them all on Friday. I would definitely recommend you go see them. Just want to remind you that interview sponsored by Jimmy John's with two locations in Traverse City. Order a tasty sandwich today with the Jimmy John's app. Once again, you can get that delivered once you order off the app. So make it really easy turn 2020 into the technological year it was meant to be we have our all-region segment here after the interview we're going to run through our all-region skiing team we're going to go we have our boys first team boys second team and honorable mention same for the girls uh we'll start off we're just going to rotate through here and kind of read through and give you a little heads up on why they were chosen where they were just to start off with the boys skier of the year was sophomore from Trevor city west Aiden Lewandowski, uh, I know I saw him at the Peppy Teichner Town Slalom, and he kind of wrecked the competition. You were able to have him out there at the D1 Finals there, James. But, Andrew, you kind of led the way here on this all-region team. Why don't you run us through the first team and uh, kind of give us a rundown of why or why they were chosen for it. So you have Lewandowski and Flom, Jimmy Flom from Petoskey at the top of the boys' dream team. I thought Lewandowski for D1, Flom for D2. Those were easily the two most dominant skiers this year. But really what, what set it apart was, you know, in the head-and-head, Lewandowski got the better. Shout out to Trip Trip Thomas of Petoskey, Anders McCarthy. Those they brought back the state title. I think both of those were you guys were all state in D two. Luke Wiersma of Traverse City West, six and slalom to earn second team all state honors. Gus Dutmers of Traverse City Central, second team all state nod and giant slalom. Cooper Karkoff of Great North Alpine. He was all state honors in both slalom and giant slalom. One of our few guys on the list said we're we're on two all state teams. And then. Andrew Bliss of Great North Alpine, another really, really talented team. He was second team All-State in both Slalom and GS. Andrew Pershinsky of Glen Lake qualified individually, then took 10th at State in Slalom and D2 for All-State honors. And then Connor Abraham of, Ga- of Gaylord, one of two of the Blue Devils to head to State along with Ray Nolly, our girl skier of the year. Um, he was first team All-State in Slalom as a sophomore, big North All-Conference selection. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously a lot of very worthy skiers on that first team for the boys. 
I'll go ahead and run through this first team for the girls now. Uh, as Andrew just mentioned, Reagan Ollie from Gaylord, the senior, was named our Girl Skier of the Year. She was one of nine athletes in MHSA history to repeat ski state titles and when she got her second in the slalom this year. Uh, she took second place in the giant slalom. On the same time, she was top of the BNC and was on the top of the leaderboards all season long. In her senior season, she definitely made her mark on Gaylord's ski program. Lizel Stellen? Lizel. Lizel Stellen. Yep. I'm assuming named after a character from uh, Sound of Music. That's what you told me the other day. I still don't know. I've just That's never the only other that. time I've ever heard that name. But, yeah, go ahead and read off why she was put on the uh, Dream Team. Uh, she took fifth place in the giant slalom, got first team All-State there, and then uh, qualified for the States in slalom and took 12th as well. Some of the other uh, first teamers we have are Al Craven from Traverse City Central, Elizabeth Saunders from Traverse City Central, Emma Rager from Traverse City Central. You're probably picking up on a, on a trend here that Traverse City Central was pretty darn good in girls skiing this year. Yeah, I think they nearly swept the regionals. Yeah. Uh, Ava Warren from Traverse City West, Kate Klinger from Charlevoix, Cassidy Whitener from Petoskey, Lauren Rothman from Petoskey, and Emily Houck from Cadillac. That comprises the first team. This is our first of our all-region teams to come out. Uh, that's you know quite a few skiers that we could uh, honor. We have another 20 on second team, but if you want to look at those, go ahead and look at recordeagle.com for our all-region boys and girls skiing team. Those were also in the Sunday edition of the Traverse City Record Eagle, so that would have been March 15th edition. So if you want to pick one of those up, it's one of our last full sports sections or close to fuller sports sections, if I'm not mistaken. Make sure you keep a lookout for all that over the next couple of weeks. I don't know which one's going to be coming next, but keep looking on Twitter. We're going to try to keep you updated and stay engaged with you guys on our social media platforms so you know exactly what to expect from us. Uh, while you're quarantined and on this hiatus from sports and from school and all that, because I know the majority of our listeners are coaches, athletes, uh, even teachers. Yeah, parents. Uh, It's going to be a crazy time for all of us, so please check in on us as much as we're going to try and check in on you. you Let us know what you want to hear, and if you guys have any ideas, please feel free to let us know. Now that we're done with all region skiing team, I just got to ask you for the people as I brought it up. What's next for you and the sports section over the next few weeks? And how are we going to kind of keep these people on top of uh, the lives they want to live? Well, over the next three weeks, I'm hoping to uh, to get the all region teams together for hockey, girls basketball, boys basketball. Um, we've already had the skiing as we have um, also wrestling. We'll be working on that one as well. So hoping to get those. So coaches, if I haven't reached out to you already, uh, feel free to send me nominations, statistics, mug shots of kids. Take the initiative, coaches. Uh, all that stuff and uh, and help me put these things together in a pretty small period of time. We normally split these up between all three yeah, of us. Yeah, especially and James uh, is going to be doing it all. So Yeah, so and then I'm in between I'm trying to do a bunch of uh, recruiting stories. So if you have any kids that we haven't done stories on that are going to play college, be committed to play at the next level, feel free to let me know there to uh, DM me on Facebook or Twitter or wherever. If you got my cell phone, fourteen on Twitter, baby. If you got my cell phone number, feel free to send me the information. That kid's phone number, whatever. Who doesn't have your cell phone number? Yeah, uh, no. You, you showed us your contacts list one time, and it was like a Rolodex the this, entire yeah, what, city. What did you say? It was 16, over sixteen hundred, almost seventeen hundred people. Almost seventeen hundred contacts. You better know. You better be searching in that because you ain't scrolling. <laughs> I can tell you that much. I am the Rolodex for you in Paris. Yeah, no. I, I personally, I, I realized that I didn't need to make a personal Rolodex because I have you. (laughs) That's okay with me. Uh, But yeah, so please, James is going to be working his butt off to keep bringing you the content that you need. Andrew and I will be covering this terrible disease virus whatever you want to call it over the next few weeks so you're on the news side i'm on the business yeah, side Yeah, keep us keep yep. us locked in to see if there's anything uh interesting there but we still have 
and, and one thing about the uh, recruit stories too is that uh, I know you have we have a lot of uh, kids usually do the signing day things in April normally. Um, you know, who knows if that'll happen or not. And uh, parents, kids, you don't have to wait until that day to let us know, and we could do a story ahead of that. Yeah, we can um, like break the news in the newspaper the, for you. The only thing about the national signing day is that after the signing day, we can actually talk to your college coach. That's pretty much the only difference as far as being able to do an article. So if we can get as many of these done during this time when we have some time to actually do these, uh, maybe we can actually get to all of them this year. Because yeah. last year there was so many in April I would say there was at that least we couldn't get to a whole bunch we, of them. Yeah. And, I, and I felt bad because, you know, we want to get these stories done in every one of these kids around here that go to the college level. And we just got overwhelmed in April and May last year and couldn't get to them all. Well, that was because there were so many awesome athletes up here. That's true. So put the fist up in respect to them. We want all y'all in the newspaper, so let us know. We we can't know unless you tell us. That's all we'll say. All right. We only have our two normal segments left. I don't think this is going to take us very long. But we have the Hall of Fame, the trifecta. Let's get into the Hall of Fame, sponsored by Jimmy John's with two locations in Traverse City. Jimmy John's spends six hours slicing and baking every day to make you a 30-second sandwich. Freaky fresh, freaky fast, Jimmy John's freak, yeah. This might be our last Hall of Fame for a while, guys. We might actually end up chopping this out. We'll probably do some retroactives over the next couple of weeks, as we usually do. But our last current Hall of Fame for at least the foreseeable future, the next three or four episodes. So we got a bit of voting to do here. I'm going to start off uh, with my nomination. I'm going to go ahead and put up Gavin Miller. He went in that game against Forest Area to put them on to the district final last week. He had 30 points and 14 rebounds while going 8 for 8 from the free throw line. The game that he played, actually, I feel like is actually more than that. The numbers on the page don't even tell enough of a story. I mean, he was just a bully on the boards, made plays when they needed to happen, made free throws when they had to happen. And, I mean, J.J. Pop was right on his heels with, like, 27 points and 14 rebounds as well. But the only reason I gave Gavin the nod over J.J. is because Gavin made all his free throws and J.J. missed a couple, which the only ones that Leland missed on the day. So I could totally... uh, I can totally see why J.J. would get the nod, too, but Gavin really impressed me on last Wednesday. My nomination is Paige Kohler of North Bay, a team that really impressed me in the postseason. They made it to the regional final. 25 points to break the school record. She had 1,190 on the year. I've got Jaeger Griswold. I don't know if it's Jaeger. I think it's Jaeger. It's Jaeger. I'm going to – it could be Jagger. It could be Jagger. It could, it could it could be. Be Jagger. I've always Jaeger. thought it was Jaeger. Jaeger? I don't know. I've liked his name a lot because it's like... Yeah, Ellsworth like folks hit us up and tell us how to pronounce Griswold's first name. Yeah, from Ellsworth, he uh, had a game last week. 23 points, 11 for 11 from the field. Hmm. From the field, not from the free throw line even. From I'm pretty the sure. Field. 100%. I'm pretty sure the Lancers scored like 80-something, 80 or 90 points that game. It was like 81 to 37 or something like that. Yeah, it was that against Alba, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it also put. I also had a five rebounds and five steals in it's that just, game as well. That's a pretty impressive eleven for eleven. Even if you were just doing the layups. achievement, yeah, the achievement. That's it. Okay. All right, fellas, let's put it up to a vote. Who wants to go first? Anybody got a one burning in their head? I don't know. That's three pretty good, uh, pretty good nominees there. I'm gonna go with Paige Kohler just because it's a school record. The other two are awesome performances as well. But you know, just being a breaking the school career scoring record is a, a pretty noteworthy accomplishment there. Just to put the pressure on Andrew, I'm gonna go ahead and vote for Jaeger Griswold, making every shot of the game, and uh, I like his name. Who is the winner, Andrew? Oh gosh, school record versus a game where he didn't miss a shot and achievement unlocked. That's a really tough decision, but I'm gonna have to go with Paige Kohler of North Bay. Congratulations to Paige Kohler with your record. You are now the latest inductee into the Get Around Hall of Fame which, as you guys know, the most exclusive club in northern Michigan, which actually now has to be shut down due to coronavirus because there's well over 100 people in there. 
So it's on temporary <laughs> shutdown, but <laughs> CDC can, recommends us to yeah. shut down the, the club in Northern Michigan. We can, like, we can only let you in 50 at a time. This is why it's so exclusive. It just got more exclusive. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the most exclusive club just got more exclusive. We need to do your temperature before you come in. All right. <laughs> One more segment, guys, and I know we got our interview guests in on it this week, so we're sticking to it. It is the trifecta, and need to ask, I mean, for everybody. Everybody's, this is, this is the burning question. What is your favorite quarantine time activity? What are you doing on quarantine? So if it's just you in your room by yourself? No, I mean, like... What are you doing? Technically, oh. yeah. Like, I mean, we're, all, we're all kind of, like, quarantined right now while we are in the office. I mean, depending on what we can figure out. Everybody's pretty much on quarantine. You ain't going to the bar. You ain't going doing nothing. So when you go home, what's your quarantine activity? Favorite quarantine activities? No, oh, mine's obviously playing video games. It's very easy for me. Well, because I'm always doing something. That's why I have to think about it. Exactly. Yeah. But if if I have if I have just time to like not do anything, I actually just like to just play video games. I mean, of course, binging on Netflix. I've been I basically finished Breaking Bad since the first of March. I'm on, like, episode 10 of season 5. Like, I've rewatched it. Like, I love binging, but that's the thing with me is that when I binge, it's literally, like, the whole thing in a sitting. <laughs> and it's it's just, like, literally, like, a week and a half straight, that's all I'll do, but that's how it kind of, like, bogs me down. That's why it's not my favorite is because then it's like, oh, my God, like, you almost still have, like, pressure to finish something when you get there. But, mm-hmm. like, with games, I feel like I never want to stop playing them whenever I'm doing it. So games are definitely my escape when I'm locked in my house or if I'm sick or... Or something like that. That's all I did all weekend was play games and binge Netflix. So. Yeah, I have friends that are, they consider themselves like professional Fortnite players because they've gotten money to play Fortnite. It's not, he, <laughs> I got a text from him like, so is, there, so is this going to like change your life? He says, not one bit. <laughs> well, I'm going to wake up tomorrow the same way I did yesterday, wake up, go to my computer room, got dominate a couple wins on Fortnite. <laughs> Yeah, no, that that would make sense. Those are like the people who are already like self isolated enough for their job, for their work. Mm-hmm. This is esports time to shine right now. Right. I would take t- advantage of this. Yeah, I th- I'm gonna totally watch the 2K League, and I, if if they are gonna put it on ESPN, I wouldn't doubt it. James, what's your favorite? Uh, over the weekend, we've been binge watching uh, TV shows. Uh, we completely caught up on uh, the new uh, Star Trek series, the Picard. Okay. Series, so I think that's eight episodes, and uh, that's weak sauce. I watched eight episodes of Breaking Bad last night, and I watched we Westworld. A, we, we did other stuff too, and I watched we actually, Outsider. We actually had uh, a friend of ours come over to our house on Sunday and uh, did a podcast for uh, uh, the Homebrew Club. We do like a every month. He does like a podcast where he interviews a pers- different person uh-huh. from the Homebrew Club and stuff like that. So we did like. A two-hour-long podcast at our oh house Lord. yesterday. Talk about the beers you brew. Yeah, and just so basically, what you're telling those. me is you're still working, just not on our stuff. Yeah, it's you know, it's it's promo, it's promotion. <laughs> Did you say the get around on there? I I think Doubt I tried it. to sneak it in there, but I don't know if it'll make it in there. Doubt it. Doubt it. Well, it sounds like we're all okay with being halfway hermits. <laughs> I mean, it's been winter time, so we've all kind of been like under quarantine for a few months now, anyways. I'm okay with not being able to. Go, there's no pressure or thought of going to the bar or anything over the next week. I am. I was. I almost led this episode off with how disappointed I am that there's no pints. That's the only thing I thought of. They go bars are closed, and I'm like, no pints on Wednesday. Oh my lord. My turn. My quarantine activity, and this is like what I do to relax. It might not be like a at home activity, but I, as of right now, we can still go outside and run. I've in my neighborhood, I saw people running around. That's what I like to see. I like people 
just enjoying nature, enjoying northern Michigan. That's why I came out here. I'm, I'm, I like to go on a hike and take pictures of birds and stuff. Like, if I see, like, a cool cardinal, I'll use my sports lens and zoom in on that thing to really see a detail of what the birds like up close. You know, whenever you walk up to a bird, it flies away. With my camera, I can I can get as close as I want to that. Um, then I'll go home and try and make, like, a little cool edit out of it. I, I, I just got my pilot's license. I just became a certified Part 107 pilot. Thank you, Charity Capital Airport, for letting me use your facilities and take the test there. You're going to see a little bit of uh, drone footage from uh, me at the Record Eagle in the coming week. But, yeah, I, I just really like enjoying nature, um, exploring, using my camera to see things the way that our two eyes can't. You know, and then I'll go home and try and make some little cool art out of it. I'm Alrighty, well, find us wherever you'll find us. I'll be uh, somewhere in news talking about coronavirus. Andrew will be somewhere in business, probably reporting on business. And James will be writing these recruit stories. Please follow me on Twitter at Jake Atnip. Follow Andrew by Andrew R. Follow James at JamesCook14. We will keep you updated and engaged over the next few weeks. So stick with us. Thank you so much for listening to episode 117 of The Get Around. We'll see you for episode 118 next week with some all-region teams and more fun stuff to be had. So we'll see you then.